Hi, welcome to Crazy Bob's Crazy Emporium, and we're having an everything must go sale. 35% off everything. Shoes, dusters, refrigerators, handbags, refrigerated handbags, and so much more. Why must things go? Because I need help. My wife's left me. My dog's walked out on me. Not even a rough goodbye. I don't know. He's probably homeless. And soon I'll be homeless unless you buy stuff from my crazy emporium. Everything must go right now. 35%, 50%. No deal is too good to refuse. I'm desperate. Want the shirt off my back? Wait, it's gone. My wife took that. Ugh. Come on down to Crazy Bob's Crazy Emporium and Apotha, Ap Apotheca, how, how do you say it? I don't know. My wife left me with that stupid name. Apothecary. entering greener pastures the podcast you won't ever want to turn off until you do we're your hosts amy carl cassie soliday keegan whitsky and Teresa douglas this is the first official episode of the greener pastures podcast and you're cordially invited to our pod warming party come on in take a seat so nice okay. to have you here hey i can hardly hear you, you guys want to go into the kitchen so we can uh hear each other better yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's good. So we just thought we'd bring you in here so we could like get to know each other better. We're just gonna chat, hang out, uh, take get a drink. What do you want? So I don't know what anybody else is drinking, but I've got a uh, ginger ale with uh, honey whiskey. Oh, mm. I like that little. You got a little, little. What do they call it? A sweet tooth. That's what they call it. See, oh yeah. See, I, I have. Uh, I I've got something. I I like to chill. That's why I like fresh filtered h2o Rita. just have a classy cider <laughs> margarita man all day long you're a margarita i was gonna say i thought you were gonna like throw a little aussie kind of like inside oh, joke yeah, there garnished with a koala but uh it's a okay margarita. that makes sense now is the koala shaken or stirred he's very shaken after i've taken him from his comfortable eucalyptus tree and shoved him <laughs> in a margarita glass um who wants to hear three two really strange koala facts Yes, please. We all do. We all do. So koala, male koalas have two penises. Because you just, you just never know. Right? I'm sorry, repeat that. Koalas have two penises. Because one is never enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a spare, yeah? If one breaks down, I don't know. I don't actually don't know why. That's two. Two, uh, they only eat eucalyptus leaves. And for some strange reason there's not much nutrients in eucalyptus leaves so they have no energy and what nutrients they do get makes them stoned so koalas sleep for over 20 hours a day and when they're awake they're permanently stoned not a bad way to be and my favorite fact is that 90 percent of koalas have chlamydia well you have two penises you have to have some chlamydia <laughs> yeah yeah you have to. I feel like Ash could be punking us. He could just be feeding us <laughs> Ash, random facts about Australia. <laughs> we're not doing well, If that's true, if how dare you? Well on here. Did you? Do you guys watch John Oliver last week tonight? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So last year, Russell Crowe punked him and named the, there's a rescue thing at the Steve Irwin's Australia Zoo and named the Chlamydia Centre after him. So it's called John Oliver's 
Koala Chlamydia Center. I mean, John Oliver at this point, I love him. He's also very spoiled because he also got a sanitation named after oh, him. Oh, in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. You can't have chlamydia and sanitation. That's just like, just, <laughs> just pick, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's too much. Just like, <laughs> let, give us, let the little guys or gals or whomever just have a, have a shot in this world. I don't know about you guys, but. Do both of your parties start with this sort of talk? All the time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the best parties do. I mean, this time is just for us to get to know the listeners and the listeners get to get to know us. And I think I think yeah, this really uh, breaks the ice. I feel like Ash and I have switched roles. He's usually our uh, elder statesman, but he's really like living it up today. He's living his best life. I am in a full blanket with just peppermint tea, like truly oh. cruising towards retirement. <laughs> going to bed as soon as this is over <laughs> meanwhile i am eyeing the uh side table with all the nice little appies on it because i really just go to parties to drink and eat other people's food that i don't have to cook if you don't walk out of there with more food like if you don't leave a party with your pockets like stuffed with food from the party like what what are you doing True. It's a little harder with the deviled eggs they make a bit of a mess i think i'm like alone in this i don't get I didn't have a deviled egg till like easily my mid twenties and I just never got the appeal. And I used to see people eat them. Like I've seen people at parties eat no joke, like a dozen at a time. And then I had one and was like, how are you downing these in such a large quantity? They died after. <laughs> I mean, Amy, now that you mentioned it, I don't think I had one until I was 26. Most of the time I just had all the only time I had like, any kind of hard-boiled egg was on Easter when you like would hard when you like color it up and then you just peel it out afterwards but then my wait. tongue would get all like purple and stuff because of the tie-dye wait 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 so you guys would eat the, the eggs I would not I would not eat them after Keegan I'm shocked that you would eat them after so they are out in the grass of your Sunday school your church and you go and find them and then you eat them afterwards I love that you assume I went to Sunday school. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I'm projecting I'm... my childhood on you right now. <laughs> Some E. coli there waiting to happen. My family, what they used to do was, um, yeah, we would all just really sit around just like the kitchen as you would design your own intricate Easter egg. And then I think my mom and my grandma would just hide them all. And then whichever one you pick, you had to eat. So, you know. After like two hours in the sun of these colored uh, post hard boiled eggs, you know, you're feeling great. It's like mm. the Hunger Games. The E mm. is for E. coli in Easter. Yeah. Thank you. I try very hard. No. <laughs> and now for an ad from our sponsors. Welcome to Crazy Bob's Crazy Emporium. This is Crazy Bob's son, Bob Jr., coming to you live from our Everything Must Go sale. 75% off all our stuff because my mom and dad are going through a divorce right now and things are getting really messy. I mean, she wants the dog, she wants the house, she wants the car, she wants the vacation home. I'm not sure where I'm going, but all I want is to have our family back together. So maybe if you could just, please just come by and buy a thing or two or three or hey, four. Son, come quick, a customer just walked in. We got a customer. Yeah, dad, yeah, let, let me finish this commercial. 80%. I'll give you 80% off, folks. We've got chrysanthemums, knickknacks, so many knickknacks. I can't even begin to tell you all the variety of things we need to sell. It needs to go. All of it. Or else my house goes too. Dad, I'm coming. Crazy Bob's Crazy Emporium. Oh, and Apothecary. 
Does that's anyone our, have any good uh, poisoning stories? Oh, yes. Ready for this? Okay. So cut to like two years ago, we had hummus in our fridge. And I don't remember if we had already opened it and eaten a little of it or if we had bought it and then like forgotten about it. But we had a bunch of hummus. We were late making dinner. So my husband's making dinner. I'm just sitting there like eating the hummus. And he's like, hey, maybe slow down. This seems like a large quantity of hummus. Because I'm really hungry. What do you want me to do? Then he like looked at the date and was like, oh, the date is either like today or like last week or like it was really one of those like cusp, you know, things like should you be eating it? And I was like, whatever, it's here, it's in the fridge and I'm starving. So eat a ton of hummus, eat a large dinner, um, a large dinner worth of Indian food afterwards, eat an ice cream sundae afterwards midnight I'm like ready to go to bed and then it's like oh no I don't feel so good spend the entire night vomiting (laughs) because the hummus turns out was bad but because I ate the hummus first and then eat a bunch of other crap afterwards had like three meals worth of food in my stomach so it was a it was a Sunday night then it was Monday so I called up sick to work but I worked at a terrible job where my boss was really like unsympathetic. So I had to work from home, meaning I was on email. And then somebody at work who was uh, getting paid more than me and had less experience than me called me because they couldn't figure out something on our accounting software. So I was lying on the floor of my bathroom in between vomiting on a call with this person trying to teach them how to do accounting stuff (laughs) with active food poisoning. (laughs) Wait, so you would, that, wait, that's actually impressive. So like, as you're like, you have the phone in your hand and you just turn back like, no, what you want to do is go back to the 30% account. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, then go back to August 2018, excuse me. Just like hitting the mute button a lot and then like unmuting myself. And then even if they're talking, you can't, you're just like, you just have, you have, you do that thing where you put the phone, the speaker away from your mouth, but the, like the listening part's still to your ear. She's like, uh-huh. I, I think at one point I just put it on like conference call mode. Like I just had it on like speaker mode, but right. I just kept like muting my microphone because I couldn't just keep like, I just like put it on the sink and was just like lying on the floor and was like, all right, ma'am, let's do this. What do you want to know? I feel like not muting it might have made that call shorter. If only I <laughs> should have. And then I would have never been asked to help ever again. And that would have been a smart move on my part. <laughs> also, they would have kind of deserved it because they knew you were sick. You yes. Know? And they called me. And, and again, they made more money than me. And they called me anyway to be like, hey, lowly, uh, you know, assistant, please help me with this thing. Please teach me how to do this thing that I should know how to do for my job. While you're barfing. Yes. So uh, any anyone want to try and top that? I think I've got one which may be on par. So uh, traveling around South America with my partner at the time, and we're doing an overnight stay on a floating island. It's made of reed. Um, they called the Euros people, and it's on Lake Titicaca. So we take a boat out there, and on the boat, I start feeling sick and uh, we make it to the island and we have to walk up this big hill and I'm so weak and I start vomiting and they go don't worry we'll help you because you're staying with locals and these little kids like eight-year-old girls come and take my bag so already I'm feeling embarrassed because 
I can't carry it. And these eight-year-old kids, are, girls are taking it for me. We go into this little primitive hut and it's made of straw and it's sort of two-story, but it's, as you can imagine, a straw hut. Um, and I go and they put me straight to bed, which is just a hole in a blanket on the floor. And I've got very bad food poisoning that's coming out of orifices I didn't even know existed before. And I'm lying there and they gave me a little bucket. So throughout the night, I would go to the bucket. But as I started getting weaker and weaker, uh, I missed the bucket a couple of times. And because it's straw and there's sort of holes in the floor, it would go down. And the poor family who I was staying with was sleeping underneath. So they'd get rained on by me. Uh, so the next morning when I got up, they just stared at me and they, they packed my bag pretty quickly and kicked, kicked me out. I felt very bad. So, that's very uh, you know that song, It's Raining Men? It was raining something else for them. It wasn't great. <laughs> it's raining ash. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. Wow, that is it was, it was rough. Wow. That's bad. I got, uh, I remember, it's not as uh, on par where I, I would get evicted from my vomit, but I remember Mick, a concert of Mick Jagger made me throw up from food poisoning. So this was um, on their like Rolling Stones. They had this big universe themed uh, world tour. They came to Chicago at United Center. And my mom said, you have to, like, we have to go. It's important. She She's my pop culture renaissance, kind of like, if that's the word, like my pop culture, like, coach she's like you have to see Van Halen you have to see uh Rolling Stone you have to watch these music videos stuff like that so we go first thing I always get is like I love french fries like not like I'm obsessed but I love them I'm at the stadium so I just get some french fries and they're really expensive they're seven bucks I'm like oh that's all I'm having and so we watch the concert it's awesome even like Keith Richards is amazing Mick Jagger you know forgetting the words to start me up. He just goes, start me up, never stop, never stop, never stop. You just keep. And then like 40-year-old soccer moms are throwing their bras on the stage. Everyone's going crazy. And like Keith Richards, he has a bra stuck in his guitar. He keeps it up there for like a solid minute before he just gently dips for it to kindly fall off and be like, thank you, but no. And then we finally get home. It was great. My ears are recovering around 11.30. No, it's got to be later, like 1.30 a.m., let's say. I just wake up like, oh, I feel like weird, like in my stomach. I am a teenager at this point, And what do teenager boys drink? Gatorade. So I'm thinking, you know what? I need, I just need my red Gatorade to like maybe just like bring this feeling down. I drink three fourths of the whole thing. I start to go back towards my room, which is downstairs, but we have three floors. There's the basement, middle floor, upstairs. I live alone in the basement because I'm a troll. And so as I'm going towards the basement, I'm like, uh-oh, and I just go, Mom! I start to go up the stairs, carpeted, and I just go, Bruh! just right on the carpet on the stair. I take two steps, one, two, Bruh! And then I, I'm on my knees crawling, like, I don't want it. It's three solid blues, all red. So it looks like I vomited blood. But instead, it's just huge chunks of French fries and Gatorade. And it was so bad, the next day, they had to replace all the carpeting on the stairs. 
When yeah, you do it, you do it right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for, uh, anytime you'll ever hear any of my stories, for some reason, I always think if I need to solve something, I'll put the worst possible thing in my mouth. Like, I feel like I'm choking. I literally once ate a bagel. Like, I was just like, maybe if I eat a bagel, like, that'll help me breathe. <laughs> How did you make you it this far? It all so you can just, you know... <laughs> I ask myself that so often. How did part? How did I make it here? I just, I just wake up. You know those that TikTok, um, the thing like, uh, it's where like, don't you want somebody? That music plays when people have like bad memory. When like, like you're just going about your business, and all of a sudden you have a bad memory. It's like, oh, cringe. That's me. Whenever I just think about any of my childhood. And now for another one, another ad. Uh. Shoes, shirts, pants, come and buy it all. I've got to get away from my husband and my son. They're both crazy and they're both named Bob and they're driving me crazy. I want, no, no, I need to get away from them. Start a new life where I'll never have to hear about crazy Bob's crazy and poor men apothecary ever again. Please. Please. Mom, don't sell the dog. Why don't you just come to the family room? I promise Dad's not in here wanting to beg you to stay. Welcome to Bob's Amazing Euphorium. Is that what it's called? I don't know. My name's Roger and I don't work here. I just drove in from Montana. Drive a Harley Davidson, 1965. Drove down here, met a beautiful lady. Heartbroken. Seemed like she needed a good time. Something to get away from it all. Or someone. I.e. Me. Hey, you're not my real dad. Ah, get out of here, kid. Take me away. Let's go, baby. Will you get the hell out of my emporium? Just chill, man. Be like my Harley. Go with the flow. I'm ready, mysterious stranger from Montana. Name's Roger, hun, but you can call me mysterious. Vroom, vroom. Crazy depressed Bob. Bob Jr.'s crazy desperate emporium. Everything's gone. So, I, if we're talking about stories of things that make you sick, I actually did not have food poisoning until I was 22 because my mother is obsessed about us throwing stuff out and not eating things that, that might make us food poisoned. So I didn't think that was like, I thought it was a hard thing to catch food poisoning. Then I moved out and I made a turkey. And of course, you're not going to eat an entire turkey. Like it takes a long time if there's just a, you or a couple of you. And so I had it in the fridge for a week. And then at the end of the week, I made it into chicken salad and I ate it for lunch. And, and then I started not feeling good. I was like, what is this thing? And I discovered why it is. My mother always insisted that you needed to get rid of meat if it's been in the fridge for a week. It's it was just an iron rule. It was I our Christmas turkey lasts until halfway through Jan. You're gonna I feel have like I'm having turkey for weeks. Oh, have you frozen it? Because I just I parked it right in the the bottom of the fridge. It was not good. Well, yeah, that's. Did you go from that? Like, did you just go straight to like, okay, meat in the freezer if you wanted to have it longer than a week? Oh yeah. It was always, there was always, there were rules around that. So you keep things in the freezer, you cook it, 
you portion it, you stick what you're not going to eat in the freezer and then you just pull it down because we would cook big, we would cook large portions of things. There were a bunch of us at home. So just have these huge, huge bags and nobody got sick because it was always in the freezer. I was going to say, I, I'm kind of like you, Teresa, where I didn't get uh, food poisoning until I was about 21 or 22. And um, my boyfriend at the time was transitioning to Ohio because he had just gotten a job over there. So we drove from Chicago, Illinois over there to look for apartments for him. And we ate Thai food, I believe. And there was chicken in it at the time, I think. And um, no, there wasn't because I was a vegetarian at the time, but there was egg. <laughs> and uh, I had ate some leftovers that had been on a window all day. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't thinking I actually didn't realize that you could get sick from eating like a uh, bad egg. You so that. that yeah, that night I was like just in the bathroom the entire time and I couldn't help him look for apartments the next day. So it was a real bummer. I wanted to have sex in that hotel so bad and nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that story took a quick turn. <laughs> Just being hey, next positive. You go, girl. <laughs> you don't let eggs stand in your way. <laughs> I did then. Not anymore. I remember when I once got sick from eggs, uh, it led me to going to the wrong summer camp. So, what? uh, oh, all right, okay. So <laughs> I... Accidentally. So that was so <laughs> casual. Like, oh, I guess I'll tell the whole story. You were like the least so, humble transition ever. So this <laughs> was maybe my so this was maybe my second time. I didn't realize was a very hardcore, like kind of culty Christian camp. Not religious at all, but I remember at one point I'm just I stuck my fork in the eggs we had at lunch in this camp in Michigan. I just lifted up the whole egg. You know when it's scrambled? Like, it's just kind of like a little, like, slob. Because sometimes it's all stuck together. Usually, though, when you stick your fork in, you should just get a little piece. No, when I put my whole fork in it, everything just came with it. And I was able to move, wiggle my fork up and down, and it would just swab around like flubber or, like, a piece of jello. I ate it. So to answer your question, why am I still alive? I don't know. Uh, I ended up just staying in my cabinet one day and I just, I was in the top bunk. So I puked over on the side and then I was told to go to the nurse, but I was really upset because I knew there was a dance and I freaking love dancing. I love dancing and I love like dance parties. I'm like, no, I just gotta go to the dance. She's like, no, you have to sit in here. So She's like, drink this like Sprite, which I didn't know. That's actually like the best thing to have for an upset stomach. Mm -hmm. I drank it and I like passed out for like two or three hours. And the nursing home was empty. Then like, the nurse's office was like completely empty, like walking dead in the pilot. And I was like, oh, I guess everyone just wants to dance. And I feel a little better. So I get up and I leave. No one is around. I don't, I don't see anybody. Usually it's a little more lively. So I was like, okay, they said I was like at this gym. So I start walking towards where I think is a gym. And I go on this path in the woods. And I go for a long time, like really long time. And then the trail just starts to disappear. And I'm just like, okay. And then the thorns are getting closer in. And I'm like, like feeding off spider webs and like is a guy all these trees. And like, yeah. And I was like kind of freaking out. It's like, hey, you want to get out of here? And all of a sudden, like, oh, I see it, like this gym with like an open roof and it's a, like a basketball court and it's an open roof. I've never seen it before. I'm like, wow, this is big. They really go out this camp. 
And like, there's a big truck with soda on it. Everyone's dancing, music is bopping. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know we could have soda. So yeah, I'm gonna get an orange Fanta because that was my favorite drink at the time. So I go to this truck. I'm like, hey, I'd like an orange Fanta, please. This guy goes, all right, what's your camp number? Like what? Your camp number, what's your camp number? I was like, I don't have a camp number. What, what, what's a camp number? And he just looks at me, what's your name? I said, Keegan. He's like, come with me. And just like, he takes me to this office. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this either. This is really clean. And we're <laughs> sitting inside. This dude, this very nice old man, just like, want some water? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, okay. Just like, a, I am probably what? 13 or 14 at the time i'm acting like a five-year-old that just got lost at disney world like i don't know what's happening but there's a lot of movement happening seems like fun and so i drink this water and he goes you're a long way from where you're supposed to be and then he shows me this map and he's like you're here like imagine i don't know like new york city like the bronx like way up top like you're here right now you originally from way down here if you're thinking on a map it's like down like downtown manhattan which is probably like i don't know a couple miles and i walked for a while i didn't realize like oh he's like you want to go back to camp like i guess he's like well here i can have uh brian here i think is his name like uh he'll drive you in the atv i was like oh cool never had been on an atv so we drive on this atv like four wheel and i feel like uh i feel like i'm in that movie mannequin where like the girls hugging behind the guy as like they're driving through the city but instead i'm hugging onto this strange like middle-aged man with a huge gut as we're driving through the dirt woods of michigan and turns out when I get to the camp, everyone is like in a prayer, like meeting outside the entire camp. And so I pull up and everyone just, just looks straight at me. Like I just ruined it. And so I just, I get off it. Like I'm getting off a horse and I just go, thanks Brian. And he's drives off. And I go to my sec, like my group of like, who's in my cabin. And my cop's just like, he was British. He's like, mate, what were you? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Keegan, what is your life? This is insane. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Uh, it turns out with that camp, my mom almost sued them because I think it was that year, was it that year or two? Yeah. I was what, 13? I was put with the 17-year-olds and mm -hmm. I was the youngest one in the cabin and no one was nice to me. Their way of like wanting to show that they liked me was by bullying me and literally tormenting me. Like I would wake up every morning to the sound of like Tool or like Megadeth and like, <laughs> and then like they would throw my, my pillows and shit on the, um, on the roof and they would like, you know, steal my stuff all the time. And when I told my mom all of this, like years later, I thought I already told her before. So I was like, what? Right before I was graduating college, I was like, yeah, man, that camp, remember when I got lost and like they bullied me? She's like, what? Like, yeah, I remember I told you. She's like, no, you didn't. And she was like, I told her everything. And she, like everyone around me is laughing so hard. My sister, my stepdad, my little siblings. But my mom was like, 
livid. Her face is getting red, and she, whenever she gets mad, she's like, "Look, I'm getting hot flashes. Look at my face. It's getting red. Look at my face. It's getting red. I'm gonna." And she's like, "You know what? I can't." So she looks it up, and she's like, "Gonna sue." But turns out the camp was shut down and closed because of incidences like mine. So somebody else sued in your behalf. I was, I was just waiting for some really bizarre twist at the end, saying, "We looked it up, and the camp never existed." <laughs> Oh man, it's been closed for 40 years. (laughs) Oh man, if that was the case, I actually would have enjoyed it even more. I would have been scared. I'm like, oh, how was your ghost? This is awesome. Was its name Brigadoon? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the camp from, um, uh, oh, uh, Adam's Family Values when Wednesday and Pugsley get forced to go to camp by Joan Cusack. That camp actually was better than my camp. I would have preferred that camp. Wow, we're we're clearly such a fun group at parties. Like we just talk about trauma and vomit. <laughs> yeah. Like who who would be a better party guest? Like who would you bring to a party instead of us? Honestly, whenever I think about like the parties I had the most fun at, like joking around like this, even if it's the darkest shit, like that's I feel like the most fun because small talk like oh my god the lakers lebron james like no one really it's such small talk and it you don't get any substance out of it and plus like all of our even the traumatic stuff like because we've gone over it (laughs) hopefully it's more fun to like get more substance and people are like oh okay Mm mm-hmm and even if and even if they don't relate to it at least they can be like well at least my life isn't like that yeah. <laughs> oh, it's getting late. The host just fell asleep. So we need to go. Thanks for coming. We know it was a long drive. Here, take our teleportation machine so you can skip traffic. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next Monday when the first interview airs. You can follow us on Twitter at Greener Past Sat, as in past and sat as in sat type. Be sure to check out Greener Pastures on Medium. Uh, it's in pastures, not pastures.